You're not gonna say it Somebody should Let's talk about two time Let's talk about bum one, yeah Asking the questions That nobody could Like where are the bone thoughts and Are they in harmony? Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Helpful Snowman. It's been a minute. Um, we've been out of your lives for just a minute, so it's it's great to be back. Let me tell you, it's it's wonderful. There's nothing I'd rather be doing. I can't think of a single thing that would be more enjoyable than sitting here in a semi-dark cave of my own making, doing this for you, listening to the... Uh, as the, the drone of nearby construction drives me slowly insane. Well, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. Because, you know, every once in a while, we like this show to live up to its name and help people. Once upon a time, we did a lot of help on this show. We took a lot of advice questions and answered them. And then stopped doing that because it seemed like a lot of people were doing that. And also, I just got tired of it. But, you know, uh, we'd still do it once in a while. It's, it's good to get back to your roots. I, I feel like I was one of the originals doing it that way, but, uh, you know, I'm not that popular. I'm not part of the Max Fun Network. If I was a network, it would be mild amount of fun network. Which I feel like the Max Fun Network might be okay with me doing except then if they listen to it they'd be like oh this is garbage so i'm less happy i feel like if the show was to their liking they'd be like right on you keep doing you and if they heard my show they'd be like mm, we're not real great we're not real s pumped about this so I, I tried to look up kind of odd resolutions but you know i i wanted to start with uh some some more common ones and then get weirder as we go. And you know, I'm kind of I was kind of on the search for like what's a helpful new year's resolution, you know what I mean? Um because I'm I'm not sure. I'm not like a big resolution guy just cuz I feel new year's resolution has that real energy of like someone who really does need to quit drinking or like needs to change their eating habits or something. And, you know, they're like, okay, well, it's uh, it's Friday, so Monday morning is when I begin my oatmeal-based quest. And then, you know, Monday's coming around, and they're like, I do have leftover pizza, so I'm going to eat that for breakfast, because it makes no sense to waste it. But, you know, how about this? It's the 25th today, so I'll start it on the 1st. That makes a lot more sense. That's easy to remember. And then it's like, you know what? My birthday's coming up. So, you know, I don't want to eat oatmeal on my birthday. So anyway, New Year's resolutions have that energy, in my opinion, because they feel like it's, um, it definitely feels like people are just sort of putting off what they need to do. Like they know what they need to do. They're just kind of putting it off for some reason. So, you know, a New Year's resolution, I'm like, well... You know, why wouldn't you just start whenever you came up with it? 
even if it was December 27th, wouldn't you just be like, you know, maybe I should just start today and then do it. See what happens. Anyway, um, so we're going to start with a list uh, according to time of the top 10 most commonly broken New Year's resolutions, which probably means they're pretty similar to the uh, most popular resolutions, but we'll see. Uh, so number one, well, let's do 10. 10 is drink less. <laughs> I like that it's drink less as opposed to not drinking at all because I'm like, well, I guess that's realistic. But I do think that drink less uh, does fall a little flat in terms of like, well, what is less? You know what I mean? How much less? It's not very specific. Um, you know, a, a more specific goal is something like, don't be hungover at all this year, which is like, well, then I have to drink less. But, you know, I don't necessarily have to drink less if I'm drinking a beer a night. I have to drink less if I'm drinking to excess. So, you know, I, I feel like that's a... It's an admirable idea. I think it's a good idea because it's not so extreme. Like, I think that's a big mistake people make with resolutions, right? Is like... I'm going to be an entirely new person. And you're like, well, could you just be, maybe, maybe I should be me, but you know, 5% better. <laughs> Number nine is volunteer. Um, volunteering is weird. Like I've had some volunteer jobs and I have to say that what unites them is that, uh, the organization's well, the, the term organization is not a very good term for them. I, you know, I had decent experiences volunteering, but like I volunteered for Denver Rights. That was like teaching writing classes for kids. I volunteered at a, a used bookstore. The used bookstore was very fun or I enjoyed it, but what I didn't like about it. So it was basically in a coffee shop and it was being run by one guy who I don't think really knew what he was doing. Because, you know, there's this huge back room full of books and he was trying to price them, but I think he was trying to get too much for them. And the stuff he had out on the shelves, the shelves were totally packed. And a lot of it was stuff, you know, I was like, does anyone really want a government textbook from a college class from 30 years ago? I mean, does someone in the world out there want that? No. But I mean, does someone browsing a bookstore in a coffee shop, a used bookstore want that? I would say also no. <laughs> I think like the used bookstore in the coffee shop, I think your goal should be like, we should have a very weird, funky collection that encourages people to just pick something up. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, that was pretty disorganized. The Denver rights thing was also very disorganized. And then, uh, you know, the last time I tried to volunteer, I was trying to volunteer at the local cemetery. Now, I know that might sound a little weird, but like they had a thing on their website that was like, we're seeking volunteers, you know, come to the cemetery and volunteer. And I was like, you know, I, f I feel like that'd be interesting. I feel like I'm well suited to it. And, you know, I was like looking for volunteer jobs uh, with the city sort of. And like, for example, I sent emails to the... Uh, museum. And I was like, I'd love to volunteer there. But I was like, I don't want to sit at a computer and I don't want to operate a gift shop. I was like, I don't want to do customer service and I don't want to do like 
spreadsheets or transcribing or something. And I was like, I have no problem with those things. I just, that's what I do all day at work. And I was like, I don't want to go to work and do an activity and then go to the museum and do the same thing. You know, and I was like, I'll sweep, I'll take out garbage, you know, I'll do whatever. I just don't want to do that. And they were like, well, the only things we have open are transcription and gift shop. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll part ways. So I was like, you know, at the cemetery, there's pretty much no way I'm going to be doing the same job. Um, so I, I figured that was probably, you know, would actually work out pretty well for me. So I show up at the cemetery and they were basically like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I, I'm here to volunteer. And they're like, why? You know, and like, what kind of work are you expecting to do? And I was like, I, I don't really have expectations. I'd prefer to be outside doing stuff. But if you need office work, I can probably do that. And, you know, they they were just like, they didn't know what to do with me. And I was sort of... I don't think I said anything at any point because I was like, whatever. But I was like, are you are aware that your website is like volunteers, you know, would be are welcomed. We would we could use volunteers. And I was like, I guess nobody comes here to volunteer. <laughs> I mean, volunteering is good in terms of like, it's a good thing to do. But also, I've just I've not had very positive uh, experiences volunteering, not in terms of like connecting with people or whatever, more just like the kind of work that I've been offered has not been, uh, it's terrible. It's all terrible. You know, I'm like, I just, I don't know. It doesn't feel useful, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Like teaching the classes to kids at Denver Wrights did and helping in the bookstore was fine, except because I was so limited in scope of, you know, I basically could just man the register. So I was like, hey, I'm not really helping. I could, I could do more. But I also, I didn't want to because I was like, I don't want to run this bookstore. You know what I mean? Like kind of the point for volunteering for me was like, maybe I could do some work that's not, uh, where I'm not so responsible like I am at my job. And the cemetery was a disaster. Like, I never went back because I was like, it's pretty clear they don't want me or have any, they don't know what to do with me. So I'll just not go back. Number eight is be less stressed. <laughs> I feel like that's also, it's a little bit in the drink less category, but I think that you might be better off uh, making a specific resolution, you know, taking that the step further. Like, okay, I want to be less stressed out. So I am going to blank. And it's like, whatever that blank is, is probably what you should do. As opposed to like, be less stressed. I mean, it's sort of opposite, right? Because it's like, oh, don't be stressed. Hey, don't be stressed. Don't be stressed. And it's like, well, then you start getting stressed. And then you're stressed out about being stressed because you're like, I'm blowing my fucking resolution. Seven is travel. I mean, I think travel's fine. You know, I think a lot of people like it. I ha I have mixed feelings about it, you know. I it's very expensive. I enjoy other things that aren't travel that I think are uh you know, very enjoyable for me. I mean, again, I think I think travel could be more specific, right? If you're going to do that. Like if you're like I don't go anywhere ever, then you could say, "Okay, this this year I'm going to just go to like 
the nearest state. You know what I mean? I'm going to cross the state line sometime this year, whether that's by car or by plane or on foot. Just, you know, just something. I'm going to stay one night this year, not at my house. Uh, and what, what that means could be anything, but, you know. Six, spend more time with family. Uh, you know, I've been trying to, like, spend more time with my mom because she's retired and everything, so it feels like that'd probably be good. But, yeah, spend more time with family. I'm like, I don't know, man. Do they want to spend time with you? They probably don't. You know, maybe you're, maybe you're doing them a favor. Maybe it's like, well, you've been underdoing the spending time with family. But what if you overdo it? Is that worse? I think that's worse. Because then they're like, oh, God, I'm spending. I don't want to see this guy again. But, you know, how do, how do I tell him? So you just build some resentment. The answer is, oh, let's just build resentment. <laughs> Lower debt and save. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, here's the thing for me with that. I feel like if you're like lower debt and save, what you should probably do is just pick the one. Um, because to be honest, like, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like if you have a bunch of debt, it's a good idea to get rid of it. And, you know, saving is, saving's also important. Don't get me wrong. I just, you know, I'm kind of like, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know. How do, how do you say this the right way? You know what I mean? But, you know, maybe another good thing, lower debt and save. I, I think it's like a little bit like, um, when people are like, I'm gonna, exercise and eat right and you're like well that sounds very simple and it seems like those two things go together but um i'm kind of like maybe focus on one you know what i mean that seems more attainable or at least you can beat yourself up better when you don't achieve it which to me is the definition of a good resolution right well once you don't do it how crappy do you feel about yourself and if you're like my god i couldn't even do this then that was a good resolution you did a good job Oh, here we go. Eat healthier and diet. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand why that's on the list. I feel like everybody probably could do that. You know, that's another one that I'm like, do we have to, you know, it's so vague. You know what I mean? It's like, so eat healthier. What does that mean? Like what that means for you and for me could be really different. Number three, learn something new. That's incredibly vague. And I'm wondering if like, because this is the most commonly broken New Year's resolutions, you know, like, did they synthesize a whole bunch of data? And it's like, I'm going to learn how to crochet. I'm going to learn how to uh, do a Rubik's Cube. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn that. And so they're just like, all of these fall under learn something new. But like, that that's a good example, too, because I'm like, yeah. If you give yourself an entire year and your only goal for the year is to like learn how to do a Rubik's cube and you don't, that's going to make you feel pretty bad. <laughs> You're going to be like, I'm a failure. I, I can't motivate myself. I'm not really a good person inside. Um, I just, I'm dead inside. I'm just a black hole of negativity. 
Uh, number two is quit smoking, which I got to believe that that's fading even more over time. I don't know. It seems like a lot of people vape, which is crazy. It's so funny to me that people vape because they're like, oh, this is fine. And I'm like, do you really think it's the smoke that's the problem? Or is it like what you're smoking? In other words, like you can sit by a campfire and I know that's not good for you, but you'll probably be fine. Whereas if you inhaled the equivalent amount of cigarette smoke, I feel like is going to be worse for you. I don't know. This is just me making shit up. My point is, it's like the one thing that real hippie people will be like, who are, you know, people who are like, oh, this is natural. And I would never, I would never eat a GMO, you know, corn. And I would always eat organic and whatever. And then they're like, all right, I'm going to heat up some chemical with this battery and then uh, smoke it through a plastic thing. And that, that seems fine. This seems fine. Number one is lose weight and get fit. You know, I guess if you combine those two. I suppose for most people, like, lose weight and get fit is kind of the same thing. I mean, yeah, again, it's like lose weight. Just like, well, you know, just try and lose. Just be like, okay, if you want to lose 40 pounds, be like, what if I lost five this year? You know what I mean? How about I try and get to that? And just be like, if I'm so that, you know, if I'm losing half a pound a month, that's doing good. I don't know. It's just like, I think that's the good example that and quitting smoking. I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't you just, uh, why wouldn't you just start that day? You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, you need to do it. Okay. So then, then we move on to 2014's most popular resolutions, uh, and I'm going to skip basically the ones that we already did. So spend more time with family is 10. Nine is fall in love. <laughs> oh, boy. That seems like a great idea. You know, it, December comes around and as most people are like, oh, I didn't get my resolution done. And, you know, a lot of people would be like, well, you know, I uh, didn't get my resolution done of get in shape and get fit. And you're like, but now it's December. There's plate of cookies at work every day. And uh, what, what am I going to do? I've got one month left. I might as well just wait until next year. But maybe fall in love, you'd be like, all right, well, I gotta, I'm gotta. i going on five Tinder dates per day <laughs> to fall in love. Well, it seems, seems like one that's tough to force, but what the hell do I know? Uh, let's see. Help others. Mm, that's like so generic as to be like, you know, I got out of my car the other day and helped these guys push a car because they were trying to push it. And, you know, the road is slanted. So they were pushing against the slant, which was kind of tough. And, you know, three, ad three adult men doing it. It's not too bad, but two, I guess, is a little harder. It, you know, it felt good. I was glad I did it. But I was also, you know, I, I would be like, well... I guess New Year's resolution completed. And I'd be like, I mean, you know, I helped someone, but like, did I really, you know, is that worth making a whole resolution for? It kind of feels a little bit too like I'm like, I'm going to make this resolution so that once I complete it, I can tell everyone about this great thing I did. No, idiot. What you do is you get a podcast and then you can tell everybody that you helped someone push their car. 
And then you, you know, you make sure and drop in the other facts about it. You're like, well, we were in a low income neighborhood and this was a person of color who, for whom English was not their first language, you know, based on a very brief exchange we had after I helped. See how great that is? Not only did I help others, I helped others who were in desperate need. What a good guy. (laughs) Uh, Seven, quit smoking. Six, learn something exciting. It's a little better. It's a little better than learn something new. I guess I don't know why you wouldn't learn something that you found exciting. I mean, you know, it's a little like, because if you're like, I'm going to learn to crochet. And it's like, well, is that exciting? It's probably exciting to you, right? I mean, I, I guess I'm an old man. So it to me, it's a little exciting to be like, you could just take like a string and make it into a jacket. That's pretty amazing. You know, that seems exciting, but the actual act of doing it's not very exciting, which I guess is kind of the case with most things, right? Like, unless you're like, I don't know, scuba diving or like skydiving. Something, some kind of diving, I suppose, is going to be exciting. But uh, other things, it doesn't seem like the actual act is super exciting. Five, stay fit and healthy, which I guess is a little better. If it's like, I'm going to stay fit, it's like, okay, well, that's good. Four, enjoy life. (laughs) Enjoy life. That's the king of generic resolutions, right? That's, That's like the king of... Okay, I'm going to enjoy life more this year, and I'm going to start by blank, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you need to you need to take it one step further. It's sort of like, you know, some folks make a resolution, and what they're doing is they're like, uh, all right, uh, I'm going to write a novel. What's the novel about? Uh, it's a mystery novel. And then you're like, okay, what's the mystery? And it's like, I don't know. I just know that it's a mystery right now. And you're like, mm, okay. I think you're going to need to go a little further, but you know, who am I to tell you what to do? Three, spend less, save more. I mean, that seems like a a doable goal, right? If you're like, I'm going to spend a little bit less every year and save a little bit more. I mean, if you really kept track of your expenses, for example, and you're like, I'm going to save a hundred bucks this year, or I'm going to spend a hundred dollars less than I did last year. You're also going to save more because in theory, you're probably making a little more every year. So, you know, that those kind of work. Two is get organized. That's always like one of my things, but it's less get organized. It's more like get rid of some shit because, you know, I dread the inevitable day that I have to move again, which is, you know, it'll happen. And uh, I feel like, you know, if I spend an hour every week, organizing something and I get rid of some things. I always just think about it like, all right, well, here's one less box that I have to get rid of when I move. You know what I mean? Here's one less item to get rid of. But I I don't know. I don't feel like at the end of the year I would accomplish it. Maybe. I guess if I broke up, get organized into, uh, you know, smaller tasks, if I could organize the task of getting organized, I'd probably be better off but that seems out of reach for me. Uh, And then we've got lose weight. Boring. Okay, here's the top weirdest Twitter New Year's resolutions. Uh, Have less hairy nipples and more hairy armpits. 
this is by someone named Jim Z. Wall. <laughs> this is from 2013, by the way. Less hairy nipples. Well, that's very doable. I Well, the less hairy nipples part's pretty easy. I think that that's a decision you could make, uh, you know, looking in the mirror. I think I would shave my face and then my nipples, even though then the next time I went to use it, I would be then, you know, shaving my, but I, I just can't see myself having two separate razors for those purposes. I guess it would depend how hairy my nipples were. (laughs) I mean, if it was a lot, then maybe it would necessitate or make it valuable to split them up. But, uh, the let, the more hairy armpits is the one I'm more curious about. Like, I wonder how that's going to work. Like, how do you make it more hairy? Unless he's, he's like, I've been shaving my armpits and not my nipples. And I've decided to switch gears and, you know, change up those two things. And I'd be like, okay, that's good. Uh, my new year's resolution is to never by accident walk in on my dad cleaning the shower naked ever again. That's by Lauren Brady. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that seems very avoidable to me, just as far as like, if your dad's in the bathroom for any reason, whether he's cleaning or not, why are you walking in? Maybe he had the door open, which to be fair to dad, if you're like cleaning and you've got all these chemicals and stuff, you kind of do want the door open to not pass out in the middle of cleaning. But, uh, this seems pretty doable. It's like, Dad, if you're going to clean the bathroom naked, which I sort of understand, I just, you're going to have to close the door. You have to make a choice. Wear some shorts or close the door. Those are your options. Also, though, depending on how old Lauren Brady is, I'd be like, well, one way to do that is to move out of your house, out of your parents' house. I mean... I know it's tough out there and I'm not, I'm not trying to shame anyone, but I'm also like, you know, this could be one of those take the resolution one step further things and be like, uh, never walk in on dad cleaning the shower naked again by leaving the house or hire him a maid. You know what I mean? Maybe if you hire him a maid, it's like, well, then he's not going to clean it naked anymore. Uh, new year's resolution. Stop fancying a slice of buttered bread with every meal. That's a terrible resolution. I hate that one. I mean, I don't do that because I'm like, where do I live in France or something? I've got a fancy slice of bread and like butter that's at the ready. That's not, you know, basically a frozen block. But nonetheless, I feel like that's a enjoy life less uh, resolution. You know, maybe maybe Freya here should replace that resolution with like what what could i replace buttered bread with with every meal i do like though that she's like with every meal i'm like okay maybe you don't need it with every meal <laughs> maybe i can skip breakfast uh buttered bread and last is a laura saying stop using my cat as an excuse for a boyfriend uh i don't know you might be uh you might be happier that way to be honest my cat is an excuse for a boyfriend as like a stand in for a boyfriend, I guess. Um, I think a cat makes a pretty okay boyfriend. Cuddly. A little bit difficult at times. Uh, nice to look at. You know, not very argumentative. 
I don't know. It works. Okay, here's from Real Buzz Unusual New Year's Resolutions. Top 10. 10. Do something nice for someone else every day. Uh, that's a little, that's okay. So I was like doing some, do something nice for someone is not enough for a year, but also I'm like, do something nice for someone else. Every day is a little bit, uh, that seems like overkill. Also, I would be like, I would end up getting obsessed with the accounting. I'd be like, okay, well, if I did 10 nice things for someone today, uh, that counts for the next 10 days, right? Like if I didn't get to do it the next 10 days or like if you do something real big for somebody you do them a huge solid you know I cover a weekend for somebody as opposed to helping someone push a car for 10 seconds I'd be like that should those should not count the same you know what I mean nine sort out financial worries that's an unusual resolution sort out your financial worries I mean I I guess unusual resolution. Maybe this was accompanied by a picture of someone just, you know, at a table in a darkened room with a pistol on the table. <laughs> and it was like, are they sorting them out by doing something to themselves? Or, you know, they're going after somebody. <laughs> to, you owe me $25,000 and I intend to collect. That would be pretty unusual. Eight, make the, unu make the usual unusual. Okay. Okay. Very good, Confucius. We got it. I'm going to make the usual unusual. Sometimes I feel like this about like mindfulness stuff. You know, people are like, oh, you should be mindful of what you're eating at all times or something, you know? And sometimes I'm like, listen, I made this recipe. It's not that good, but I am hungry. I have to power my stupid body through another half of a day. And uh, I've got, you know, I'm eating my lunch in my car at the parking lot where I work in 15 minutes. I, do I really want to like pay attention to what's happening right now? Is that the is that what's for the best? Or is it maybe better if I'm a little zoned out? I think it's better that I'm a little zoned out in that scenario. Having done it, you know what though? You could you could try it. Do it for yourself and you you let me know what you think. Are you happier being zoned out or are you happier like really savoring every morsel of food that you're like why did i make this like this uh seven try new food each week all right that's not so bad especially if you live in like a big city and you have access to like a uh s several markets in different neighborhoods or whatever that have different stuff i mean it gets a little harder when you're like well i you know all right, I, I did the subway on 10th Street. I'm going to go to 47th Ave and try that one. It's kind of new. Uh, six, learn something you didn't learn as a child. I could see that, like swimming or riding a bike or something like that. I, I think those are always funny because it's like, I totally understand why someone wouldn't learn like how to ride a bike. Because if you grew up, like uh, again, in a city or something... Or, like, even if you grew up on a farm, it's like, yeah, where are you going to ride a bike? Uh, where are you going? There's really no reason to ride a bike. But at the same time, I guess I'm like, well, if I don't know how to ride a bike and I'm 40, 
it, to me, I'm like, well, maybe I don't need to ride a bike. <laughs> maybe the message that life is sending me is like, ah, do you need to? Do you need bike riding skills? Is that something that's going to enhance your life? Or are you, are you kind of good where you're at? Uh, five, develop a good relationship with your body. Stop abusing yourself is what that's code for. I know what this means. Uh, you know, <laughs> we saw what you were doing earlier. Stop it. Four, make a new friend each month. Now, nobody wants 12 friends. That's too many. If you had 12 friends that you had to like keep up with, I'm, this only works if you go, if you ha if you start with 12 and you're going to do a one in one out policy. So, you know, you're like, I'm going to make a new friend in January and one of these oldsters has got to go. And then in February, you're like, well, my new friend could go or one of the old ones could go. If you kind of did that, I could see, I could see that working, but you know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have the, I don't want to invite the drama in my life of informing someone that we are no longer friends. You know what I mean? Isn't the adult thing to do to just not be friends with that person anymore, but just not mention it. I feel like that's how grownups handle not wanting to be friends with people that they were once friends with who have turned into fucking weirdos. Number three is break a record. I see that one a lot. Like find a Guinness record and break it. The problem with Guinness records now is that like it's not it's less about, um, you know, running the fastest whatever doing this. It's like come up with some weird ass thing that no one else has ever attempted and it does require some skill or, you know, endurance or something, but also you can quickly become the best at it. But I feel like when you do it that way, it's a very short matter of time till some other idiot is like, what would be an easy record to break? And then they see yours and you're like, okay, you know, it's not like uh, largest cat and you're like, well, that's, that's something, you know what I mean? Like the biggest cat ever, biggest house cat. You're like, yeah. That's a record. That's respectable. Two is learn a decent party trick. I can see that, like learn how to juggle or, or learn a coin trick or something. That has always been like a goal of mine is to learn one like magic trick that I could do. But I just never have. I can't pick one. You know what I mean? Every time I go to pick a magic trick to try and learn, I'm like, this is so dumb. Like no one's going to want to see this. I'm going to want to show people this way more than they're going to want to see it. And I'm going to be like, check out my magic trick, guys. But they're going to be like, oh, yeah, great. That was, that was great. Uh, one is take your photo in five interesting places. Ah, uh, okay. That's fine. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. doesn't do much for me. All right, let's look at a couple other lists um this is psychology today this is a legitimate source this is not oh my god they have the writer of the article and she looks she looks like a psychologist all right uh six unusual alternatives to traditional new year's resolutions um option one is to find a nudge word that sounds to me like a a slur or something you know what I mean? We don't really use that kind of nudge word here. I don't know why. It just does. 
maybe because it's like uh, I'm thinking about it as an N-word. And so, you know, I don't have to explain that further. Come up with your own new N-word. <laughs> that would be an amazing uh, uh, New Year's resolution is to be like, I'm going to come up, I'm going to invent a new racial slur that's going to catch on. And I'd be like, well, as far as improving the lives of others, I don't think you really have. I feel pretty confident saying that. However, you did do something that, you know, not everyone gets to do in their life. So I don't know. That's something. Uh, nudge word. Instead of setting a specific goal, choose a word that captures the mindset you want to adopt. A word that will nudge you toward a positive change whenever you think of it. I prefer to think of it as a guide word, since for me, nudging seems too much like nagging. Okay, so last year I decided to try this method. I chose the word explore because I wanted to sample various writing projects and topics before I zeroed in on any particular one. Explore helped me face numerous situations and decisions with a more open and flexible attitude. Okay. So others are light, growth, connect, grateful. All right. Well, that's fine. I, You know, the problem is I can't, I can't come up with, I can't do this without goofing around. You know what I mean? And so then I'm like, well, what should my nudge word then be like seriousness? Be like, Maybe don't goof around so much. But then I'm like, well, I don't, I want to goof around. So then it's like, maybe your nudge word should be goof. And then I'm like, I don't need a word to remind me to goof around. What do you, you know, it's a, this is a trap. Option two is create a to don't list for the new year. Um, get in touch with your inner rebel and vow not to fritter away your energy on people, projects, or places that aren't really important to you. Examples. Don't automatically say yes to a request. Use these time-honored words. I'll think about it and get back to you. Don't schedule more than one appointment or event per day. Don't feel obligated to finish a book or article you aren't enjoying. Uh, okay. Yeah. I guess, you know, uh, not doing a thing is interesting, although now I'm thinking about it and it's like, well... Aren't diet and exercise a bunch of those goals like not doing a thing? Quit smoking, quit drinking. Those are nots. A to don't. But uh, I don't know, point taken. You know, I could, I could, uh, I could definitely, it's like a what's her face did year of yes or something and was like, I'm going to just say yes to everything. And I'm like, I kind of want to do year of no and just be like, I'm going to just say no to everything. If I, if I have a slight, hesitance towards doing it. I'm just going to be like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I'm not going to do that. Option three, make a one month resolution. I've been impressed with the effectiveness of dry January, a one month sobriety challenge for people who want to drink less. Yeah, it's just one month, but most people who participate do not boomerang back to their old habits come February 1st. Uh, in addition, participants reported that taking a break from alcohol triggered immediate health benefits like weight loss, better sleep, and a boost to mood and energy levels. I mean, it makes sense of like, you know, it's a uh, chunking a goal, right? I always said like, if I was running and I was really tired, I would be like, all right, well, forget about running home. Let's run to the next street light. You know, you don't have to run all the way home. But you do have to run to the next streetlight. 
And then once you get to that one, you're like, all right, I can run to the next one. Uh, I don't know if I can make it all the way home, but I can run to the next one. And you can, you just keep running to the next one, then you're there. So that's kind of how that works. Try the mini goal approach. Some people like to go big or go home. Unfortunately, when it comes to blah, 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 uh, when it comes to an exercise goal, launching into intensive workouts without building up your endurance can even be dangerous. Uh, for example, if your goal is to exercise for health, start with 10 minutes of walking three to five days a week in January. Stick with that or add additional times and distances in February, a little more in March. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. It's just a little hard to do, to do with some things. You know what I mean? I think it's funny that fitness goals and stuff too are so tied to New Year's Eve and New Year's resolutions. Cause like... January is, if you're not accustomed to it and don't enjoy it, worst time to be outside around here. You know what I mean? You're not, you're going to hate it. It's like, yeah, if you've started a fitness goal in April, you'd probably be pretty happy. You know what I mean? The weather would probably agree with you more. You wouldn't be like, there's uh, more levels of misery here than just doing a new thing that I didn't really want to do. Uh, bring more healthy pleasures into your life. Get a regular pedicure. Healthy feet are critical to your mobility as you age. Guys, I had a great idea for an invention. Okay? Okay, so when I took my long walk this year, uh, the hardest part of it, the part that broke down was my feet. My feet uh, got blisters and, you know, were pretty painful. And I could have gone a bit longer. Uh, if it weren't for my feet, that was the worst part. So I was like, I looked online cause I was like, does anybody make like shoe inserts that are designed to toughen up your feet? Cause I also read this book about how to walk across America. It was called like how to walk across America without being a jerk or something. Uh, which I was like, well, I'm glad I read that. Cause now I know I do not want to walk across America because basically it's like walking along a highway for forever. Um, so I thought like, how can you, t and in that book, the guy was like, the biggest thing is to toughen up your feet, you know, and you got to just, you got to stand more. You got to be on your feet more. You just got to toughen them up. You got to get them used to being used a lot more than they are now. If you're going to walk every day. So, I was like, I wonder if you could toughen up your feet if you wore like um, inserts that were actually a little uncomfortable. And then I looked online and I couldn't really find anything of that type. Now, it may exist already because what it might be is that I'm not looking for the right terms. You know what I mean? But then I was like, maybe I've invented a new thing that's as simple as cutting out sandpaper in the shape of shoe inserts and selling it to people. And being like, listen, you wear these and you start, you know, you start out, you wear them for and walk around the block and that's it. And then you wear them a little longer and a little longer until you're wearing them all the time. And wouldn't your feet be tough as hell if you did that? Isn't that probably the answer? I feel like that's the answer. Like I was thinking about like, maybe I should get a cinder block to put by the couch. And like, just whenever I'm sitting on the couch, I could just rub my feet on a cinder block. <laughs> Which seems crazy, 
and you know, then, then I go to too far and I'm like, maybe I should get some very weak sandpaper and attach it to a power sander and just sand my feet. And then I'm like, okay, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you've taken this too far. It reminds me, I always think of this moment in, there was a book I read about, you know, one of the original ultra marathons that's like in Death Valley, Badwater, I think it's called. And um, the guy was training for it and he lived in, you know, a hot climate and he would go for long runs in a scuba diving outfit and then like, uh, you know, wear a jacket and stuff over and everybody looked at him like he was fucking insane. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm getting to that territory. You know, I, another guy would train in his garage in the summer and he would turn on the dryer and have the exhaust from the dryer just like hitting him full in the face the whole time. Just like all these things people did to train and get used to the heat. And you're like, I guess this does help you get used to doing something miserable. But, you know, why? Anyway, that was. That's a long uh, detour there, but, uh, you know. I feel like there's a market for this product because I feel like there's a market for products that are like, uh, for hardcore, hardcore people, you know, who are like, oh, I'm going to do this fitness thing. You know, I'm going to try this. And I'm like, oh, there's so many benefits to toughening up your feet. You know, it's the most important thing. And did you know how many people quit their new year's resolutions because their feet bother them and. Do you know, like, Dr. Scholl's is the number one selling thing, but maybe cushions, not the answer. All right, here's a list from list 25 of strangest New Year's resolutions you should consider. One is take flyers. So, like, whenever you're at, like, a fair or on the street and someone offers you a flyer, you should just take it. I don't know if I've ever disagreed with anything more in my entire life. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't want flyers. I don't need a flyer. Uh, if I'm interested in something, I'll gladly take a flyer. You know what flyers I take all the time? Like, if I'm at uh, wherever and I see one for, like, tarot readings and it's, like, a local person, I always take those because I'm like, maybe I'll do that on the podcast or, like, a uh, fortune teller or something like that. Ghost hunters. Those I take and then never use. But I'm not going to take a goddamn flyer for like a real estate business. Are you crazy? Uh, next is finish infinite jest. I've never uh, attempted infinite jest and never finished it. I had a copy and I loaned it to my sister and I don't know what happened to it. I, I have to assume she's not in possession of it anymore because I wouldn't think... I know she's moved a few times since then, so I wouldn't think she would have moved that brick every time, but I don't know. But, uh, you know, there's no hard feelings on that. I, You know, I, my older brother trashed my copy of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, like the complete one. My sister has now robbed me of uh, Infinite Jest. So only my younger brother now remains as needing to borrow or take a book from me and never return it and then i i'll feel like we what a fan we're a family <laughs> 13 is stop killing businesses uh oh find local bookstores 
Skip a mediocre superhero film and go see community theater instead. It can be tough to find, but there's great stuff out there that's not being sold by a company with a cartoon mouse mascot. Um, I guess. I mean, we have a local bookstore in town and I appreciate their verve and attitude, but their inventory leaves a lot to be desired, if I'm honest. Now, I'm somebody who... I. I wouldn't say that I have typical taste. I would say I have not good taste. Okay. I'm not trying to be like, I'm so great. It's hard to please me. I'm saying like, you know, I don't really want to read a lot of the things most people want to read. Cause I want to read stupid shittier stuff. Um, so it's hard for me to find books at a used bookstore. I'm not, it's pretty difficult. A game I sometimes play with myself at the thrift store or at a used bookstore I'll like look at one bookshelf and be like, okay, you have, let's say you had to take one of these home, which would you take? You know what I mean? You have to read one of these. You're like about to get on a plane. These are your options. What are you taking? 12, get better at English. Fuck off. No one needs to get better at English. I, I say this as an English major. I mean, and someone who doesn't love some of the ways people talk like online or whatever, but like, even I'm over it. You know what I mean? I'm not like using the letter U is stupid and lazy in a text. I'm just like, whatever. That's what people do. I I would replace get better at English with, uh, accept it. Just accept English as it is. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not going to do anything by fighting against it. So just, just accept 11 is leave your pet alone. Uh, from personal experience, it seems like I need my cat's company a lot more than she needs mine. This year, I'm going to try and give her alone time. If you have a more social pet, bring them to the park so they can make new friends. Everyone de deserves a diverse friend group. Okay. You know what? You had me there for a little bit where it's like, I don't know, just let my pet make their own destiny. But then it's like, everyone deserves a diverse friend group. Dogs do not care about that. That is not a concept in the dog world. Okay? Give you a break. Uh, let kids enjoy things. Oh, Twilight, Justin Bieber, Fortnite, dances are easy targets. Even a basic insult will net you a ton of accolades from internet strangers. However, 2019 should be the year we let go of that low-hanging fruit. It's the easiest way to drop some negativity. I'm mad about how awful the new Kim Possible, Kim Possible movie looks too, but if kids are into it, let's just ignore it. I mean, I don't know. I think, okay, let's start with Twilight. I think the thing about Twilight is, I think the real fans of Twilight were actually like women in their late 20s when Twilight came out. I know this from experience working in a library, working with book clubs, and being around a lot of women in their mid-twenties. And so I think that's part of the thing here is that it's like letting kids enjoy stuff. You know, I'm not busting into it. When, when I ran a middle school book club and they wanted to read Twilight, I, w I gave no resistance. You know what I mean? And in fact, I bought the first book, read about 20 pages, and then one of the kids in the book club couldn't get the book because... All the other kids were reading it, so I gave her my copy, and she was like, I'll I'll take good care of it and get it back to you, and I was like, no need. But, you know, that's, that's fine. What I'm saying is, 
we don't need to stop making fun of things. I think that's silly. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't make fun of a middle schooler. I wouldn't be like, you're reading Twilight? That's ridiculous. Because they'd be like, what were you reading in middle school? And I'd be like, I was reading mature stuff like uh, Green Lantern comics. <laughs> Kyle Rayner, that's my Green Lantern. You know. But uh, I think it's fine to give adults some shit. I mean, I would give myself shit for the things that I read and watch and enjoy. Because it's like, yeah, it's pretty stupid. Nine is smile and nod. It's tough being the smartest person in the room. I would not know. Um, sometimes people aren't very receptive to learned advice. They can be okay, though. That can be okay, though. Often just giving friends and family an ear to vent is all they really need. Save yourself some time and frustration this year. Stop explaining interstellar to me. Just let me talk about how bored I was. Well... Okay, let's start with this. I'm going to give you the better version of this advice that has saved my relationship. Sometimes when Poonmaster Flex is talking about something, my instinct is to be like, hey, did you try this or did you do this? But now what I do is I say, do you want solutions, Peter? Or do you want listening, Peter, right now? And then she can tell me, I just want listening, Peter. And then I'm like, cool, I'm going to stop Stop giving you solutions. Because sometimes that's what people want. This is a difficult communications lesson for me because I usually don't talk about things that I'm not looking for a solution to. But there you go. Uh, this one is stop talking about your novel. This also applies to screenplays, symphonies, shark tank pitches, like a insole that's made out of sandpaper. Really anything you're actively working on. I'm sure all those ideas are incredible, but telling people your plans releases endorphins that are incredibly similar to those released when you finish projects. By holding everything back, you'll force yourself into grinding out the product. You can show the word world your brilliant, fully fleshed out idea instead of just giving an elevator pitch. I don't know who these people are. Like, who is the person... I understand there's this hypothetical person out there who's talking about their novel all the time, Ooh, you going to finish your novel? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've been working on one since like 2014, the same one. We're, we're up to year 10. And, you know, it's not going well. And, you know, I at some point I'm like, I'm going to either have to finish this or abandon it. But um, I don't really talk about it because I don't think it's interesting to talk about. <laughs> and I'm not sure who these novelists are who are like, doing what I'm doing and they're like oh yeah I'm working on this you know huge sprawling novel with all these themes and whatever and like who who is this person who and who are they talking to about it and what is that why don't they understand this person's not receptive to it like I don't even know how you talk about something like that with somebody because they're like what's it about and you're like eh you know you give them the quick pitch I and also I don't think that me in that situation that I'm like oh it releases the same endorphins I'm like does it I feel more shame because when I talk about it that way I'm like it sounds really fucking stupid when you, you know it's like well you got it's got to be a novel it's like if you described I don't know Star Wars to someone and you're like yeah so this kid lives in the desert and then he goes with like this grandpa into space and they have a space fight with laser swords and it's like, oh, that sounds really fucking stupid. 
Um, seven is try weird food. Um, eh. Besides the appearance of worldliness, trying new foods can also help with any New Year's fitness goals you might have. Sticking to a diet is hard when all you really want is Chick-fil-A. Trust me, but that's not going to stop my hunt for a healthy replacement. It shouldn't stop yours either. Yeah, I don't know. I like trying new foods and uh, weird food, as this person says. But, um... You know, we just we just went to the Asian supermarket and I got some snacks there and they were terrible. One of them tastes like almost nothing. It's weird to describe. They're like it's like a Frito chip that tastes like nothing. But if nothing tasted bad, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, sometimes I'm like, OK, with books, I try to have a positive attitude Cause you know, I go a long time without reading a book that I really, really love, but then every so often I do read one that I really love and I'm like, okay, so maybe a book I really like is still out there or like music is kind of the same. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to hear an album that I really love, but this last year I heard some music that I do really love. So I try to be optimistic about these things, but for some reason with food, it's a little harder. I'm like, I just don't, I don't have faith that I'm going to find my new favorite snack next time I go to the Asian grocery store. Because the first run out, I was like, mm. I got one that was an F and one that was like a C minus. Six is watch television with commercials. Um, commercials force you to take breaks from your binge. Use that time to do push-ups or read the newspaper. Okay. Don't do that. It's not worth it because you're not going to, you're not going to do that. You know what I use the commercials for is to be angry about seeing the same commercial again. That's the best activity you can do with the commercial. Really the only five is pick the restaurant. I assume you're all familiar with the Mexican standoff that comes with choosing a restaurant for two or more people. We're breaking that cycle. It's our year. We're going to have strong opinions on where we want to eat and we'll be vocal about them as soon as the conversation arises. I think people will appreciate it. Um, if you happen to be reading this with a significant other or family member, decide right now who the designated decider is. Now, that's not how you do it. The way you do it is you alternate. Okay? I pick last time, you pick this time. That's it. You just got to keep track. Uh, it works great. And... Uh, you know, the other thing is like, you should be mostly we eat right with people who are like, we know fairly well. So it's not like we're shocked or it's not like they pick something and I'm like, Oh, I hate that place. That's probably the bigger thing is you just got to be clear. If you're like, every time I eat there, I shit myself inside out. So let's not eat there. No one's going to argue with that. Four gas station gifts. Uh, people are, if you're looking for an easy way to demonstrate your charitable spirit this way, look no further than your local gas station. Whenever you're filling up with passengers in the car, pay inside and pick up little gifts for your companions. Candy is cheap, but random weekday gifts go a long way with people. I, I do like on like a road trip, like you got to go inside and like, I think you should spend a little bit on some nonsense. And, you know, I got me and Poonmaster Flex matching Idaho hats when we drove through there that said love and the L of the I of love was Idaho. <laughs> and it's a pretty dumb hat. 
and but we got matching ones, which I was like, I would never buy us matching hats. She doesn't even really wear hats. But I was like, this is too good to pass up. And, you know, uh, she doesn't even really like it because I think she feels like it's a waste of money. And I'm like, no, this is a use of money. Okay, excuse me. It's not my resolution to not use money. It was my resolution to not waste money. This is not a waste. Three, read full articles. Okay, so instead of, yeah, walking around with headlines, you read the whole article. I guess I would just say don't read anything on the internet. Don't even bother. It's a waste of time. It is a waste of time. Um, two is call your mom. Uh, that's pretty good. That's you know what? Of all the all the resolutions that we've talked about today, I feel like that's probably one of the better ones. Of just like if you haven't talked to your mom in two weeks, maybe give her a call. Now this is provided that you have a good relationship with your mom and she deserves a phone call every so often. And that your mom is someone who wants a phone call from you. But it's like, yeah, we could all call mom a little more, right? I, I don't know. That seems very fair. Number one, cut yourself some slack. Yeah, I don't know. That's like just an end to the list, isn't it? But uh, that's that's New Year's resolutions, I guess. You know, none of these were real inspiring for me, to be honest. I don't think I'm going to try and pick pick one based on any of this because fuck it. I just don't care that much. I think I'm perfect the way I am, which is what I'm going to start telling people if they ask about a New Year's resolution and maybe even try and seem a little incensed about it, that they would suggest, like, why? Would, do, do you think I need to? Um, I don't think I need to. Do you? And then basically forcing them to say, what they think is wrong about me, which is maybe a good thing. It would be nice if you could sort of in a non-hurtful way get a evaluation of yourself. You know what I mean? Be like, well, what do other people think I need to improve on the most? Because that would probably be better than like, I'm going to learn how to juggle. Because I don't think anybody is like, you know what I would like is if Pete learned how to juggle. <laughs> what I would like is if Pete came up with podcast topics that were, you know, reasonable and filled time and wasn't just him killing time telling the same 10 stories over and over all right well that with that we conclude this episode thank you all for listening um give me money on patreon.com slash helpful snowman um, somebody please god please like where are the bone dogs in are they in Do, 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 you're a helpful snowman.